Hello, welcome to another episode of Ranking Drones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Kamara. And every week, Evan and I meet to talk about the kings and queen who sat on the Iron Throne. Mm -hmm. This week, we are covering Viserys, the second of his name. Nice. And first off, just so in case you TV show only fans are wondering, no, this still isn't Danny's Viserys. Right. That he's still about a hundred years away before this we. This isn't Dragon. <laughs> yeah. He he called himself Viserys the Third. Right. Although we might devote an episode to him in a just as a preview for a second season, but yeah. as of now, we still have no. He Viserys will not. Viserys the Third will not be in this season of the show because. He never did sit on the Iron Throne. Spoilers. Yes. So, the way the show works is I come in as a book fan, Evan comes in as a TV show fan, and uh, he's not as uh, familiar with these kinds of characters, but for this episode, we're talking about a character that's been around a while, and I'm guessing, Evan, you can tell me quite a bit about Viserys II. Quite a bit, but you'll have to you'll have to refresh quite a bit of, of the memory. But it's definitely a very uh, he's definitely been around for a while. Yes, he he's he's been mentioned and has appeared in quite a few of our episodes, and we'll get into it right now. So, does he have a nickname? Sadly, no. I would personally dub him. I, th this isn't a great one, but I would call him the Hand Who Became King. And also maybe the dead king or the resurrected king, in a way. And you'll find out kind of why going into this. So, is he mentioned in Game of Thrones? No, he is not. Although you could maybe argue in the sense that he is, Viserys is called Viserys Third at one point in the pilot episode of Game of Thrones. Not much. But no, not really. So, one of our sources for Viserys, we have <coughs> Blood and the World of Ice and Fire, along with Viserys being discussed in, in a great scene in, in A Storm of Swords, mm. the third book in the main series. So, with that in mind... The life of Viserys II. <laughs> he was the second son of Rhaenyra and Daemon Targaryen. At the time, Rhaenyra's three older sons by her first husband, or really Harwin Strong, watch, listen to the Viserys the first episode to understand that reference, were her first in line to the throne. So Viserys was not never expected to take the throne, but neither was his brother Aegon. An early ill omen that many interpreted as a sign of bad fortune for Rhaenyra was that the egg placed in Viserys' bed never hatched. Uh -oh. This had happened before, but it was fairly ominous, as it had not happened in quite some time. Okay. And this is all taking place right before the Dance of the Dragons. Right. At the beginning of the Dance of the Dragons, Viserys' older brother Luke Valerian would be killed by his cousin Aemon the Kinslayer. 
Hera, fearful of the same fate befalling her younger sons, arranged for Aegon and Viserys to be sent to the east until such time as they would be safe to return to Westeros. Wise. However, on the journey to the east, Aegon and Viserys' ship was attacked by a naval fleet of Triarchy allies of the Greens, who laid siege to the fleet. Aegon haphazardly mounted his dragon for the first and only time while Viserys was left behind and presumed dead. But Prince Viserys was not dead, and instead, after first attempting to disguise himself but being revealed to, to by the ship's captain, he was taken to Lys, where he lived the life of a pampered hostage, not too dissimilar to the life given to Theon Greyjoy. Viserys was educated and even given a swordsman to trade him. His captor was planning on either keeping him hostage for Rhaenyra to pay for his return... Or to give to Viserys, or to give Viserys's head as a gift to Aegon II if he won the war. Huh. So either way, the Lyseni lord was going to get get some money for this valuable prince. Yeah. Whichever way the war went. Good business. Instead, however, his captor would die in the many frequent shifting of power in the east. Mm-hmm. Viserys soon found himself under the hold of Lord Rogare of Lys. Lord Rogare was a prodigy in Lys, as he amassed a fortune through his wit and talent alone. Mm. Viserys would be forced, though not to his displeasure, to marry Lara Rogare, who was ten years his senior. Mm-hmm. As Viserys's cousin, Alan Oakenfist, the new Lord Valerian, who mm-hmm. was once a bastard, journeyed back from the Iron Islands... Go to our second episode on on Aegon the Third for that. Alan Oakenfist made a stop to Dorne, where he would meet a Rogare who told him of a great treasure in Lys. Curious, mm. he soon found the lost Prince Viserys and agreed for his return on the most absurd and abs- expensive of terms. Okay. Again, visit our Aegon the Third episode to. To exactly understand those terms and how ruinous they were. Yes. Viserys and Aegon reunited, and it was said that this was one of the few things that truly brought as much joy and happiness to the eternally gloomy and depressed Aegon III as his abandoning of Viserys had always haunted him. Aww. Viserys and Aegon were perfect opposites. Aegon was sullen and reserved, Viserys was amiable and friendly. Aegon was mostly passive, while Viserys was direct. The two greatly cared for each other. (laughs) Viserys and Aegon quarreled when Aegon demanded that the dragon eggs be removed from the Red Keep after a hatchling abomination maimed their baby niece. Mm. Viserys had been holding on to his dragon egg that he had been given as an infant throughout his entire imprisonment. It was probably a memento, as after all it was the only thing he had left of his father and mother. Okay. And he had kept it through all the time where he was a pr- technically a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Not technically, he was a prisoner. He in- was a prisoner, let's be honest. Yeah. Again, very common in medieval days. Absolutely common. Viserys and Aegon reconciled, though, when Gaiman Palehair, the son of a whore who was briefly proclaimed king in Fleabottom, was poisoned. Oh, dear me. 
Viserys and Lara would have three children, Aegon, whom he named after his brother, Nerys, and Aemon. Mm-hmm. Lara, however, never quite enjoyed King's Landing and eventually fled the city to return to Lys. This was a deep emotional blow to Viserys and likely their children. Viserys would eventually become hand of the king for his brother. He would be one of the he would be the one who persuaded his understandably reluctant brother to uh, to unsuccessfully try to hatch the dragon eggs. Remember from uh, the Dance of the Dragon episodes of uh, Rhaenyra part part one that. Poor Aegon III saw his mother be eaten by a dragon. Right. So he was terrified of dragons. He hated them. Mm. But Viserys was such a good and practical man that he pointed out to his brother they still needed dragons. Yes. To rule. And so he was able to convince him to try. But unfortunately... The failure to hatch the eggs damaged Aegon III's reputation irreparably, as he would be dubbed Aegon the Dragon Bane. Mm. Viserys remained as Hand of the King when his nephew Darren I ascended to the Iron Throne. Viserys had witnessed the rivalries and factionalism that formed during that regency period of his brother, and suggested that the 14-year-old Darren be allowed to rule as king and protector of the realm, despite not being a man. Mm according to the traditions of the Westerosi. Of course. You were a man at 16. Darren would surprise many by not only ruling as king, but announcing his intent to conquer Dorne, as we covered in the Darren episode. Exactly. Which he did. Briefly. Albeit briefly. Yeah. As Darren spent most of his time fighting the Dornish, governing the realm in reality was given to Viserys, who was an able hand of the king. The realm continued to thrive. In contrast, when Darren was assassinated, again, Darren episode, Baylor the Blessed was declared king. Unlike the sullen and secretive Aegon III and the benignly neglectful Darren, Baylor took an active interest in governing the realm and being seen. But this proved to be a curse for Viserys. Viserys had to struggle mightily with cooperating and tempering the outlandish and impractical whims and demands of Baylor. Viserys' struggle was valiant and difficult, as Baylor's whims and decisions, while good-hearted, were often either impossible to implement or went against human nature. Right. Not only this, but Baylor's response to certain actions by the people and his own family was to pray and fast. This led to a reasonable belief that Baylor starved himself to death out of his need to be pious. Ah. However, there is another rumor that Viserys was poisoned by Baylor. Oh, no, Baylor poisoned Viserys, I'm sorry. <clears throat> One reason for this supposed action was because Viserys believed, believed the realm could not survive the mad reign of his nephew. Mm. Others, however, whispered that Baylor had intended to mandate that the Iron Islands in the north had to worship the Seven, which was, which went against the Iron Islands worshipping the Drowned God and the, the north worshipping the Old Gods. That would have led to a great civil war as the Northern Islands would never have accepted Baylor's demands. Yes. Never. 
Because Viserys was suspected of killing the, the people's beloved King Baylor, they always hated him. It was only after Viserys was gone and his son inherited the throne that people would soon miss Viserys. Viserys, having served as de facto ruler of Westeros for decades, at long last now was officially king of Westeros. Hmm. But only a year into his reign, he died. Hmm. There were whispers later during his son Aegon's reign that he was poisoned by Aegon. And that is all we have on Viserys, the second of his name. Oh, boy. So, before that, though, who is he based on? So, there weren't anyone that was specifically listed as uh, an inspiration and kind of an analysis by fans. Excuse me. For my... For my own money, he reminds me a little bit, just um, in a broad sense, of the Emperor Nerva. Okay. Now, full disclosure, my attitude to the Emperor Nerva is pretty much the opposite of most people's attitude Yes. to the Emperor Nerva. He's kind of my version of Evan's attitude towards Richard the Lionheart. Right. Which I'm not going to get into here, but just the Emperor Nerva is very often considered... He was one of the great advisors uh, to many emperors of Rome of varying qualities uh-huh. until suddenly in his 70s, the emperor Nerva was, was elevated to becoming emperor of Rome, and he ruled Rome for a little over a year. And he was very loved by, by the people Right. afterwards. I think that reputation is a bit misguided, and a lot of historians, revisionist historians, agree with me. Mm. So, yeah. Can you think of anyone else, Evan? In a weird way, he might actually be a little bit like Richard II, in that this kid who was kind of imprisoned, thrown off, and 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 brought back to be king for a short time, but just but just, just kind of the imprisonment aspect is kind of my my belief. Okay, well we'll we'll talk about Richard II, uh, England's Richard II in in due time, because trust me, there is a king that's very much based on Richard II. <laughs> so, but now we get to the main event: the ranking uh, of ranking thrones. So, the first category, the king. He ruled for only one year, so one point. Yeah. Sad that... I think he might, just just because of that, he might score a little bit low on this. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see. So, this is going to be an interesting thing to talk about. And um, here are my notes. Um, As Hand of the King, he would be regarded by some as the true ruler of Westeros for three kings before at last sitting on the Iron Throne himself. Fair enough. Even as a youth, Viserys was credited of being a man wise beyond his years. So he was a very learned and wise ruler. Mm -hmm. Even if he was technically an advisor for 
for at least two of those kings. Fair enough. As Hand, he managed to his brother's depression, Darren's absence from King's Landing, and Baylor's mad rule. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister and the Red Viper, Prince Oberyn Martell, praised Viserys II as one of the, the greatest rulers of Westeros. Fair enough. So, a big name character from the main series really liked him. Yeah. So, the question is, how is he as a king? Do we rate him as a king for that one year, or do we rate him for his whole life? That's kind of a tough. That's kind of a tough choice because technically, uh, I mean, as he is not the king until that one year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think we should make the exception only because. Given the nature of of what he was doing, right? Like as everyone said, as many of the historians, or at least like the Tyrian historians, and uh, the and Maester Yandel for uh, the the history of um, uh, the world of ice and fire, say like he no, he was definitely like pretty much king for Darren, and sure. like. And at least co-king, like a, a very active hand for yes for, for Aegon the Third for his brother and for uh, and for Baylor he was like the sane one who was like tempering Baylor's... the what am I gonna do with this guy? So I think we should count those. Okay. I think so. How long would his reign be through then? I don't think we should count that, though, for, for, for time as king. We don't call it for time, but we'll call it for quality. Yeah, for quality. Okay. Okay. Because it also does, like, contribute to, like, it understands, like, how, like, if we had a longer reign of Viserys. Right. I mean, it's difficult. We, we had this same trouble with Rhaenyra. Right. And with Aegon II, honestly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I think we have, like, enough years behind him. So, given how much he, he really just helped just guide the realm for this post-Dragon era. Right. And he kept, kept everything mostly he kept, peaceful. He kind of kept the world together. Yeah. Well, not, not peaceful. What am I saying? The, the war with Dorne. He let that happen. And he basically let uh, he let Darren die. So, Baylor, that's a bit more. Well, what can you do with Baylor? But Darren, Darren, he did kind of let him die. I will say personally, yeah, he does such a good job though with with like tempering Baylor and and preventing it from being the colossal disaster it could have been. Right. And also, even though, like, I will say... Yeah? Sometimes you do have to stop a mad king. Yes. So even if if Viserys is guilty, like, even if 
Baylor wasn't planning that war. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah, I don't know. This is not going to go well. Like, and if he was planning that war, then... Thank God. Then, then he's like a secret Jamie Lannister hero. Exactly. So... I, I, I mean, I'm going to give him a pretty high score. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 8 out of 10, only because he didn't rule longer. So we, we, when he was truly in charge... He didn't get a chance to really prove himself. No. Yeah. I'm going to go a tiny bit lower than you. I'm going to go seven and a half. Like, the only thing that stops me from getting, like, higher than that is, one, like, he wasn't king-king in, in real name for long to really, like, give an impression of what, when he was could just be king purely himself. Yeah. And also, like, just not being able to really govern... Darren as much as he could. Baylor is a bit of a problem. I agree. Although then again, like Baylor, it was just like difficult because like he could kind of like temper him, but he couldn't really control him at all. No, I agree. So he scored fifteen point five. That's um pretty good. That's pretty good. He's uh, he's not in the top, but he's higher not, in the top. Right. He he scored higher than his his brother and Baylor. Yeah, well done. And he only was king for a year. Yeah, work with what you got. The warrior. Oh. So. Yeah. He was taken captive during the Dance of the Dragons, but he soon was trained as a warrior while being held hostage. But he didn't really fight. My other note, he did not fight in Darren's war with Dorne, though he likely aided in supplying the war. Uh, I, I can't give him, I, can't, I honestly can't give him very high. It doesn't matter how well you're trained. You don't actually fight. We have no idea how good you really are. And logistics, logistics, you don't really get points for being a warrior with logistics. If you were a good general, maybe we give you some points. But as a yeah, I'm sorry. I can only give you maybe a one. Out of ten, yeah. I'm with you, yeah. We just don't know. We honestly just don't know how good he could have been. Or yeah. how good he uh, I mean, like, maybe in Fire and Blood Volume 2, we, we will find out how much he was actively helping Darren in planning right. the campaigns. But as of now, like, just what we have. Uh, because also, like, Darren was such a prodigy that really actually came a little bit from himself. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure Viserys has advised him. Well, well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, again, our comparison to Alexander the Great. Yeah, we remember Alexander the Great. We don't remember the guys who, who, who tallied off and advised him which routes to take or which, yeah, or, or how many bales of, of grain he needed to take. Yeah. So sorry, man. Sorry, Viserys. All right. So he's tied with Aenys. Yeah. Or, or for two, for for some of the lowest scores, although still Baylor. Got nothing. Yeah. So, last 
Next category, Madness and Misrule. This is a weird one, in my opinion. So, yeah. Depending on what rumors you believe, Viserys is accused of killing Baylor the Blessed, one of the most popular Targaryen kings. But those same rumors also report that Baylor was planning on going to war with the Iron Islands and the North. He may also have simply poisoned Baylor because the boy was suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Blessing in disguise or a mad coincidence. He was unaware or unable to temper the unruly nature of his son, Aegon. Yeah. Which I've hinted a couple times. You'll find out more why that, that turned out to be a bad thing. Right. But how much are we going to be critical of them being a bad parent? And uh, next is his choice to let Darren rule as king led to Darren going to war with Dorne that cost the realm 10,000 lives and accomplished nothing. So that was his call. It was his call to let Darren rule as king. Right. And to be fair, it was then Darren who then said, like, well, I want to conquer Dorne. Uh, I don't think he's going to get any points on the on the madness part. No, 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 no. He will definitely get some on the mismanagement because this. He also, in my opinion, we got to give him a we got to give him some credit because he really had to work with what he had. Oh yeah, absolutely. What he had was kind of a couple of disasters in terms of rulers. We're really judging him like this entire time by his time as ha- hand, but that's really when he's king. Exactly. He's not king long enough for us to... He's not king long enough officially to misrule it. So... But, like, in his time as Hand, where he was really the co-ruler and sometimes ruler of Westeros. Right. And governing the, the true king's faults. You know, I have to give him a six. Out of ten? Yeah. Because yes, he screwed up, but technically he wasn't in, he wasn't the ruler, and he also had to work with some really stubborn fools. I think the the biggest mistake really is 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 Darren. Mm-hmm. But that like with Baylor, it's just like I forgive you. Like I, you were. Yeah, Baylor is like so. Baylor, you have to cut him some slack. You really. Yeah, but with Darren, I don't exactly. And like his brother, he he was helping his brother. His brother was kind of a. He was a real damaged soul. Right. And like, Darren wasn't, and Aegon wasn't a bad king. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a great king, but he wasn't a bad king. No. So, hmm, I'm a bit more forgiving. I'm only going to give him a four. Okay. Because, like, even those misrule mistakes, and they were mistakes, but they... They were mistakes. But, like, he didn't have, like, the clarity of hindsight to know how much of a mistake he was making. Agreed. So, you give him six, I give him four. That's a ten. Halfway. Halfway. Seems a good way of evaluating him. So, so. 
No ruler can be purely good. No. We've gotten close, but no. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, we might go, go to that in a bit. Uh, still tied for the lowest are, are Aegon and Jaehaerys, who right. both scored four. Okay. For Madness and Misrule. Okay. Now for the next category, which is uh, the lower score scoring category. Um, this one's out of five, which is Portrait. Okay. Just judge how he looks. This one's a bit interesting because it kind of does rep. It's him when he's king, and it's um, it's by uh, the Westero- Westeros.org main artist, mm-hmm. Amok. He looks a bit... I sent it to you, Evan, so... Okay. He looks a bit... So... Almost there. Ugh, it's loading. Oh. Almost then. I also have one that's him much younger, and obviously... obviously well. Ooh, well... So he looks a bit, like, a harsh. Yes. A little bit mean. Mm-hmm. I, I, he definitely looks like the serious one. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because he was also the nice one compared to Aegon the Third. Right. So that kind of tells you what Aegon was like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although then again, this is like him like after all those years of dealing with, with, uh, with just the frustrations. I think so. I think he just kind of look. I, I think he looks um, every every year that he has been alive and managing. He kind of looks a little bit like the Tywin Lannister. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's a good way of calling him. I would definitely like a fear and respect this man, though. Yes. Um, he's not handsome, but he definitely looks like a powerful ruler. Um, Out of five, what would you give him? I'd give him a four. I'd give him... You've talked me into it a bit more. I'd... I'd go three and a half. Fair enough. Yeah, so three and a half, so that's seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. And uh, just for fun, I'm going to send over Evan uh, some art from from uh, uh, sorry, brain fart. The World of Ice and Fire, mm-hmm. which is a younger this is when he's Prince Viserys, and this is when he's still married. Or, he was always married, but, like, this is when his wife was still around. Aww. And they're carrying around a baby Aegon in the in the picture. So. Kid. Nice. Just look how happy and youthful and no. he is then. And then just like it's kind of like a funny of like a of a before and after picture, right? Of like, oh my gosh, the years have not been kind. No, well, that's what you get for managing three, managing three, uh, three kings' mistakes, if you want to call it that. Yeah. 
So, with all that, let's tally it up. Mm-hmm. He... Alright, Getting the calculator out. So, he scored. Oh, dang on thing, sorry. Oh, boy. Okay. So, shoot. Alright. Okay, now I got it. So he scored he scored one for time as king right but we gave him 15.5 for the king right and uh, we gave him two for the warrior he we can't really know ultimately yeah because he never really fought himself. Yeah. Um, we gave him 10 for uh, Madness and Misrule. Mm-hmm. He had to deal with a lot of uh, craziness, but he did make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. We, we pitied him, but he made mistakes. Yeah. Uh, for Portrait, we gave him a 7.5. Beard, mm-hmm. but respectable face. So that gives him a total of 36. And that's not great. That is not great for a, a score. No. That is pretty low. It's not the still, worst, but not low. It's, it's but not, not great. Yeah. Still the lowest is Tristane. For obvious reasons. Yeah. But. With all that in mind, but the first question, though, is, do you think he's cinematic? Um, yes. As being the guy, the man behind the man, yes, you could do a, a short episode of it. I think so, too, and, um, I mean, definitely, like, all of this, all of, um, this drama of the Targaryens is really exciting, I think, at this point. Like, of course I would want the Dance of the Dragon series, but the more kind of, like, more laid-back story of uh, Aegon Third and, like, just Viserys being kind of a Tywin Lannister, kind of just dealing with uh, his his nephews of varying quality would be great. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A good couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so. HBO, think about it. <laughs> and uh, But now the final reckoning, which is, is he a dragon or a dud? Is he someone that is worth remembering, or is he ultimately a footnote? That's kind of a weird one, because he's, he's as king officially, he's definitely a dud. Because he's just oh, a yeah. But as an actual person, he's kind of cursed to be behind the scenes. A figure of history, yeah. It's difficult. I, I, I personally say that he is a dragon. I think he is. Just not, not in the conventional way. Yeah. 
He's I think, uh, so I think we're, if we both say yes, then, uh, then he's a dragon. Then he is a dragon. Yeah, I think he ultimately falls into, like, um, like a, I, I love that scene where Tyrion describes, so to give you the scene in, in um, A Storm of Swords, mm-hmm. that it, it's uh, Joffrey's wedding day. Right with uh, Marjorie, and uh, this happens in the in the show. Like he get he gets the book on the the Four Kings, right? Which is a rare book, and and it, and it was like a first edition, so it's like it's a very rare book right. that Joffrey, of course, destroys. Yeah, and while he's um, walking with with Sansa and uh, Prince Oberyn, he talks about the contents of the books, and he really talks about how it really should should be called. Five kings, because it doesn't really talk about the real king and the more impressive and great king, which is Viserys. Nice. And he just talks about, and of course, Tyrion is a bit biased because he loves a a great hand. Right. But but really, like, Viserys is that kind of like that, what you say is like the secret dragon, the dragon that no one exactly knows Mm -hmm. is a dragon. Right. But is really just like such a great man of like he he weathered the storms like he is a special figure. Yes. He wouldn't yeah. be like obviously remembered or celebrated by the people. Mm-hmm. But like this is a yeah. character that becomes more and more impressive with age and with history. Yeah. And just more and more as it becomes clear, oh, this is like he no, he was very important. Right, and he was the he was the sane man. Yeah. Which considering uh, Baylor. And kind of mopey Aegon. Uh, and adventurous, violent uh, Duron. So. Yep. So, congratulations. You are a dragon. Viserys II, you are a dragon. So, that covers it for this episode of Ranking Thrones. Next week, we are covering Aegon, the fourth of his name. Ooh. So, there have been... There have been three Aegons so far. Well, and all, and the first first one was great. Next two have been kind of of middling quality. What is the well, What do you think this one will do? I want to say he's going to be great, but I've been wrong before. Well, we'll have to find out next week. So tune in that next week to find out about that wonderful story. See you then. See you then, everybody.